back once again from a very brief vacation. Uh, welcome to another episode of uh, uh, Wow Came and Talk. Welcome to another episode of the Studio Q podcast. I'm back with my same special guest. Let him know you in the building. Hello, 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 everybody. It's your girl Mika. Excited to be back with you. How's your vacation? I don't know. How was it? <laughs> um, Much needed. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. 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 Um, you know, but, you know, without further uh, ado, interruption or whatever words, you know, niggas use. Um, let's talk about Loki. Loki. For me, you know, I think it's uh, six episodes, right? That's it? Just six? Just, just six. They're out long. But if I could just give my like my hypothesis or synopsis or my view of what, what's, of what is coming or what I feel is coming, right? I feel like this is probably going to be the best show out of those uh, three Marvel shows out of WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and this one. Um, right now, WandaVision is still my number one. Um, I hold that show in very high regard just because of the character stuff they did. Um, in this episode of Loki, they did a lot of character stuff. You get a tad bit of like um, somewhat some action, but it's really character driven. Very, is It gives you a different, I guess, side of Loki. Um, and I thought that was really good. It wasn't just your run of the mill, um, you know, bad guy, chase him down and bring him to justice type vibe. It really gave you a character study in what Loki is. You know what I mean? I appreciated that. Um, you learn about the time variance authority. I thought that was dope. Get a backstory on them, what they do and how they came to be and just Overall, the world building of this particular show, because we've never seen this stuff before. This is a new um, a new branch off of this Marvel Universe that we haven't seen. So I was very excited to see how that works. The inner workings of that. Um, just the new characters we got. These people we've seen and stuff before. Um, we got Owen Wilson. Um, the young lady from, uh, I believe she was in Preacher. I may be wrong, but I... Yeah, she might have been in Preacher, I think. But um, I had a young lady from, uh, I can't remember her name, but she was in a Lovecraft uh, country. She was in there. I thought it was a dope collection of characters. The episode was a dope episode. Um, we can talk about it more, but, you know, just give me your thoughts and let you, you know, just say what you how you felt about it. So my initial thoughts was, you know, I, I was super excited about it just because I'm really enjoying the shows that Marvel is putting out. Um, but I was, I think the most clever part about it was, so I think about WandaVision because that is my number one as well. Um, but the first episode of WandaVision left us like, huh? Like what's going on? Right. Like, and that was for most of the season Mm -hmm. until we got into the breakdown of the world and all that stuff. Right. Loki drew us in emotionally from the beginning, right? Because... 
already going in, I already had, I never had a hate for Loki. Right. Um, Because we seen his story, right, from beginning to end. Mm. I enjoyed how, as an audience member, we knew his story, but he didn't know his story. Right, right. It's being a variant, you know what I'm saying? And so we actually saw him experience his story, which we already knew as an audience, and seeing the emotion, it's kind of like it was that that get showed the humanity of it to me. Like I couldn't imagine seeing what my future would be like thirty years down the line. Right, right. Um, and if you are a Marvel fan and following Thor and just the whole Marvel franchise, you know Loki has a back and forth issue with he's not a bad guy so to speak but he does have an identity crisis like he just wants to be a part of something part of you know value you know he found out he was adopted like that whole you know situation um and so just to see him experience that and become superhuman I thought was super dope um drew me in another thing that drew me in as well is what we held or hold so dear in the Marvel Universe, like what we think is more important, this show totally broke that down. Like, it doesn't even matter. Um, I think when we saw the stones, and it was like, yeah, we're using this paperweight. The first thing he was like, it's old. You know what I'm saying? He was like, oh, because we've been programmed like... This is what it is about. Like, we have to get these and put them right, back. Right, that's like the... Sure. The upper, uh, the the top level of available power to achieve, which is the way they played it for the most part um, for the first few years of this, but um, but yeah, they're using this paperweights, right? <laughs> and so it's kind of like it blew our world up and like, okay, what what is this really? Mm-hmm. And it lets us know that this universe is way bigger, right? Than it's um, more powerful entities, right? Like, where, like, literally, they were just playing with the tesseract, like, like, it's nothing, you know what I'm saying? The dude had him, like, in a junk drawer, you know. So, just super decided to see how that element plays Mm -hmm. out in future Marvel movies Mm -hmm. because up to this point, that's all it's been about. Mm -hmm. Um, but now we don't have that, right? Right, it's been totally disrupted, right? Um, but I think the thing that they're going to play on with Marvel, and we know they're going to do this with the new Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. is the element of time and right. what time means. So, we already had that with the snap, mm-hmm. right? Um, even with WandaVision and with um, Falcon Once a Soldier, people are fig- trying to figure out what happened during this time, mm-hmm. um, what, what's going on, and these things like that. Um, and so the element of time and how it's misconstrued or how you could be in one place here, you know what I mean? Um, I think that's going to be the new theme of Marvel, um, for a while. Just now we're going to bring, I, I can see characters coming back. I can see Iron Man coming back. Just in my mind. <laughs> I can right. see Thanos coming, just because time is not what we think it is. Right. Um, and that was presented. Um, I think it was uh, unraveled beautifully. I also glad that they did not totally unvillainize Loki. Like he didn't turn into like a a simp, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like he was just like, you know, I feel the emotion, but like I still am who I am. You know what I mean? But I'm ready to be, you know, get where you are and the different 
variations in the fight up to the very end. So I'm super excited to see where this goes. Um, I think that this is different from before because before, like, we knew, or you knew, you taught me that, like, Falcon would turn into Captain America. Like, we knew that was coming. We just wanted to see what it looked like on screen. Right. Um, We knew that WandaVision would be in the next Doctor Strange. So it wasn't, like, a huge surprise at the end when we seen her in her little world conjuring things. Because we know that's coming. I have no idea what's going on with this. I don't know how they're going to play it out. I don't know where it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'm just excited to see. Well, well, there's theories. Uh, we can get into theories. I do want to, you know, delve in on the episode um, a bit before we get to that part. Um, Loki. Um, okay, this is for a context of people who are not as familiar. The Loki in this show is the Loki. If you've seen the first Avengers, the Loki that is apprehended. And right before they take him to back to Asgard to be in prison. Because of the events of Endgame, there was time travel involved, and he was able to get away with the Tesseract. So that created a branch off Loki. And this is the Loki we're dealing with. The Loki that died in Endgame, I'm sorry, and he died in Infinity War. That Loki, that's a totally different Loki. That Loki is the main timeline Loki. His story's been written, and he, you know, fulfilled it to the end as we saw. So it's a whole different Loki. So he hasn't had that time of character development yet as far as going to the extra things he went through with Thor, seeing his mom pass, seeing his dad pass, you know, and finally doing a heroic thing at the end of his life. So the Loki we see in this episode is that same Loki from Avengers 1. He hasn't had that stuff happen as life went on gradually, how it should have happened. So to see him see that in, you know, essentially in movie form, like like we saw it, and to see how he reacted to it, I thought that was very dope, the way they showed that to him. I thought the whole, like, just him being introduced to the whole TVA, the Time Variant uh, um, is it Association? Authority. It's authority, I'm tripping. But I thought the introduction of that, because of, really it was showing him, but it really was showing us uh, how they work. All the way down from his, um, when he was booking him, like, you know, it, it parallel like one of us may be getting, going to county jail for the night, getting booked and stuff like that. Then it gave us a little uh, history via the cartoon of the Time Variance Authority and all that good stuff like that. So I love all that stuff. And the reason why he's, uh, he's there is because, you know, his, his, he branched off and created a different reality. Um, but he's after, Excuse me, the reason why he's um why they don't just essentially obliterate him is because there's another uh Loki on the loose. Um there are multiple Loki's because of what he what he did has branched off and made alternate timelines. There's a female Loki, there's a, a male Loki who's the president, then there's another Loki who's who may be like a, a warlord in, in Sudan or something like that. So there's there's a lot of that going on. Um but that's like a precursor to what's going on in the Marvel universe as a whole, because one of the theories that we saw was that at the end of this show, the TVA completely goes down. And because of that, the multiverse 
is restarted or the the un the the unruled multiverse where there's no one governing what's going on, you know, occurs and then Doctor Strange has to come in and kind of rectify the situation. So I guess what I'm asking is or what I'm saying to say is how do you kind of see that going? You know what I mean? Um, I, I definitely think it's a, a great alley to Doctor Strange. Mm. Um, to what's coming up next? Um, I, I once again, I think, I, I think out of all the movies that are coming up now, we have to see Doctor Strange. Right. Um, I right. think. I um, there, because when you deal with time, there's so much stuff that can happen. Right. Like, I. I, I don't foresee unless like contractually is something with uh what's his name? Downey Jr. with Iron Man. Yeah. Like I don't see him totally gone forever. You know what I mean? Or even Thanos. I'm not sure. Um That's a, that that that's what I think they'll go to, but not so fast. I right, but I don't I also I, I, what I'm saying is I don't because we also know that they're going to do some show with like the descendants or something, right? Like not call it descendants, but like um Iron Man's daughter is somebody. Yeah. yeah and they kinda right. handed it that the end of Infinity War, like mm. her setup. So I know they're gonna go there, but what I'm saying is like not necessarily bring him back full flesh. I can see him still being his holographic self. Mm. But some way through time, you know what I mean? Like right. some weird way. Um, so you think the angle is they want to use this time thing to bring people back? Absolutely, because I just don't see. I think they'll bring people back, but it may not be through time. Um, there's us uh, in, in the universe. There's a species of creatures called the scrolls, and they essentially can morph themselves into any and everybody. You saw these characters in um, Captain Marvel. Um, the um, the green creatures with the big with the big ears or whatever they can morph for anything. So I think if that's a way they would bring people back, but with this multiverse thing is very. Um, but it's so vast, you know. What right, I mean? like, right, right. Because even like in the explanation of the TVA and how they work, mm -hmm. or even Loki's story, there's one line. Mm -hmm. the, sac your, the sacred time. That's your like you're gonna do that regardless, mm -hmm. regardless. Right. However you get there, you're going to get back there. Right. But there were like hundreds, like when you mess up one inch of time, there's hundreds of things that happen at the same time. Right. So it showed like that branch off thing. Yeah. So it's kind of like there, there is alternate endings for everything. Right, right. Right. So I, I do, I honestly think this is just a segue to make it make sense. For people to come back. Um, I don't think we've seen the last of Thanos. I don't think we've seen the last of Iron Man. Um, I, I don't. I, I think. Or whoever or whatever. Um, even. Um, I know we lost Black Widow. I, I just don't see. Well, and I know her story is coming up as well. Right. But what I'm saying. I just. But we know her timeline. So we think about right. the TV. Like her timeline is that she dies. Mm -hmm. But. Maybe in another world, she, you know what I mean? Like, there's alternate endings to everything. So, I don't know. At this point, it's it's kind of like, I don't want them to go too crazy. Like, far-fetched, where it's like, uh, I don't know if this is a word, but unbelievable in an imaginary world, if right. that makes sense. Right. Um, but um, 
I don't know. Like, it, for me, it's hard to call it because I just feel like they can do anything with it. Right. I think with this whole multiverse angle, it's, like we said, definitely going to play into Doctor Strange. Oh, and I also think that this is a great way to either integrate things. So how people are waiting on that X-Men integration to come. Mm-hmm. And a great way to introduce, uh, like, a whole bunch of other characters. Right. Like right, a whole bunch right, of other, right, you know what I mean? Um, right, right. A whole bunch of other characters. Um, I think, major. I think, follow me. I think this may be, the multiverse, you know, anger may be a way because, like, we're closer to seeing the Fantastic Four in the Marvel Universe than we are to seeing the X-Men just off of planning wise. And right, like I, that. Agree. I agree. So I think this may be a way to set up Fantastic Four and then Fantastic Four may, you know, lay the groundwork to introduce mutants and the X-Men and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but I'm, I, I, I think it's where I just think they really broaden the Marvel Universe. I mean, this multiverse thing really opens it up, like you said, for them to do literally anything, anything they want. Yeah. But I hope they don't overdo it, you right. know, like exactly. you, with bringing people back and things like that because they just died. And I'm a firm believer, like when you do things like that, because because um, they made itself a night, like right. And it, and it, and I think those things sometimes lose their their value if you, you know, what I'm saying right. So it's like even the next movie, there's a big death or something. We all like. And Whatever, he'll be back next right. year. <laughs> so I, I think, I yeah. think that's 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 one of my issues. I do have at Marvel if there if there are any. Um, but the episode was really good. I'm excited for episode two. Who do you like? Okay, main villain theory. There's a there's a, there's definitely a female version of Loki in this show, but I heard rumblings like maybe she may not be the main villain, and that the actual villain may be a Loki that. I guess maybe they brought in to do the same thing from another timeline, but he somehow escaped. Or maybe a future version of the current Loki we have now, after being apprehended by the time uh, variant authority, maybe the main villain. Um, I can see this not, um, I can see them, this not the first time they did it. I can ooh, really see that okay. they tried with different Lokis. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we look at his main line, they could have pulled him at any point. They could have pulled him um, in Thor 2, like that era. They could have pulled, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They could have pulled him at the beginning of Infinity War. Right. They could have pulled him at any point. I right. I, I can see them pulling other Lokis mm-hmm. and they went astray. So they chose this one because he's the most vulnerable. So think about if he chose any Loki further down the timeline, he knows what he did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He knows what he is, what era he's becoming. And maybe he's just like, I'm not doing it no more. I don't want to go out that way. I need to go out all powerful. Blah, blah, blah. And you go astray. Right? But this Loki is the perfect one, so to speak, because he's vulnerable. He doesn't know. Um, he just found out like, you know what I mean? Like, he's still hurt. He's still in a hurt place. Mm. It's still in a place of belonging and wanting to find himself and not totally in that corrupt place. So that's the only reason he got up with Thanos anyway, because he just wanted powers to feel like he was somebody. So they caught him at the right moment where they could show, look what you become. Now help us get you there. Mm. Right? Um, But I can see they tried this with different Lokis before. 
Okay. Only because if you follow me, it seemed like it was very rehearsed the way they got it. It was like it was too perfect. Like I know how to free. and and it could be the authority. Like they're just that awesome and know how to manipulate because nobody knows who they are. But it was just like we are apprehended you. We know what you're gonna do. We're gonna do this. We're gonna make sure we're freeze you. Do you know what I mean? Like, we know you're gonna try to run. We know you know what I mean. Right. Um. So I I can see that coming out in the end as well. So the bad guy could be one of the Loki's, like you said, that they tried to rehabilitate to help, but he went astray and really messed up some things. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but then again, as I think about it, you know, are we secure to know that the villain is a variant of Loki? Um, he he said as much in the episode. Okay, but then again, you heard that some of the other uh the TVA officers be like they don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because he said, because um uh, the Morbius character basically told him, "Hey, it's a it's you. We need you to catch you." Essentially, so that remains to be seen. But uh, overall, the first episode, awesome episode. How do you uh, feel about there wasn't like any post? Well, that kind of happened with Falcon Winter Soldier. It took a while before well, we got I that didn't in credits. Wait scenes. for all the way to enter the credits, which is probably a bad thing, and I should have, I guess, waited. But I can double check and see if anything. But as right now, if there wasn't any, that's cool. We don't really need it right now, per yeah, se. You know still, what I mean? Really, right. I'll be back. Right, right. With it or without it. Right. So, uh, this episode for me, I have to give it a nine. Um, as far as like where I feel like you know, I don't, I don't have any weak spots that 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 glare, and I feel like it's a ten, but I don't want to give it a ten because then there's no room for improvement. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Same. I'm like, I'll give it a nine point five, just because. From the beginning, I was invested. Right, right. Um, Loki's a very uh, interesting character. Right, from the beginning. And he reminds me a lot of Deadpool. I I get that vibe. Yeah, in the sense of like he's comedic. Yeah, he's, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Him, you know, very charismatic. You know, he draws you in as well. So, um I, I don't know. I I hope though that they didn't set us up for like filler episodes because that sucks. Like when you have a really strong one and then you're uh-huh. like, okay, what's gonna happen this one? It's like, oh, it's just a filler. Right. Buffer. But it's six episodes. But it's only six episodes, right? So they have time for that kind of shit. I hope they just you know keep I mean? coming. Yeah, coming hard with this. So. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm excited. Me too. Um, me too. Me too. About how this unfolds and what it looks yeah. like. New episode next Wednesday. Can't wait. Um, yeah, like I said, solid episode. Um, I'm definitely tuned in. Yeah. Um, shit. Uh, you want to do handmade? You want to get some handmade real quick? Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's dive in. Okay, okay. Listen. This chick. This June Osborne lady. I don't know who she is anymore. Um, I'm done with her. Dunda? Done. The dunda. You feel me? Because it's it's like is is like the effect I told you that that people have with the uh when you live in such a traumatized state in the in the world, sometimes you all you become very similar to the monsters that 
had you in captivity. So seeing her in that mode she's been in the past couple episodes reminds me of Serena. And she despises Serena. You know what I mean? She is essentially becoming what she hated. But tell me what you think about, you know, you know, let it be known. Um, so we were definitely talking about before we went on the little vacay, how they were going to inf- um, input Nick into the into here. I have to say, I didn't see that scenario. Also, I have to say, I didn't see it happening so soon. I did call it that it had to happen in Canada. Um, I definitely didn't see her going back to Gilead. But what that did bring about to me is the reporter guy. Like, what kind of pull does he have? Like, well, he's not a he, reporter. What is he? Oh, he's like a part of the government? Oh, he's government official. Oh, okay. Because to me, he's a reporter. I don't know why I feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I think that's how he presented himself to Serena. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's like... He just has like pool. I feel like he, if uh who who we looking for Mayday? I'm like, are you Mayday? He might be. Um, because he he makes things he makes it happen. Absolutely. Okay? Um, immediately, like I want to go see Serena. Boom, she's there. Um, uh, you know, bring Nick. Boom, he's there. It's like instant. <laughs> like okay. Um, I was cool with Joan. Um. Up until her meet up with Nick. Speak on it. Speak on it. Okay, what's her husband's name? Luke. Luke. Luke knows that June doesn't love him. I think, or it's not a thought, their time apart was vastly different. Um, and going along with she said trauma like you know misery loves company trauma and trauma comes together to try to create love or something beautiful out of it and that trauma is totally different Um, if his best friend wasn't gay if her best friend wasn't gay I could have seen them hooking up you know the dynamic with the way they're raising the baby and you know that kind of thing so the fact mere fact that he strongly suggested you need to meet with Nick, you need to figure out how to get me Hannah. Really shows me that he 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 knows that he, there's no way he can get Hannah without Joan. So he's like using her. To me. Um and he's playing the role, playing the game, because it's obvious she is not there um with him yet. To me. To mm-hmm. me. And it further proved that when he was just like, yeah, I need you to do this. I need you to take the kid. Because if you remember, he he made a comment and said, bring her home to our daughter, referring to Joan's baby as his child. But when he was talking to her directly, he was like, oh, you said Nick will do whatever you need him to do for y'all, kid. Bring him his daughter. So now it's Nick's daughter. He's he's like, forget all that. Y'all could be happy. Just bring me my child. <laughs> bring me, um, Hannah. Let me go. You know. That's what you saw from that. Uh, I I saw a desperate man who just wants his kid, and to do mm-hmm. whatever. But the way that June and him were interacting, we all know that he she loves him. But like the super intimate moments, like this man had to beg her to kiss him. 
she had to force herself on him to be into it. But she's like willingly giving herself to Nick and like laughing and daydreaming about it. And it's like, but Luke held you that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, where's that loyalty <laughs> um, piece for me? Um, yeah, so that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, once again, the dramatics of, well, I'll, I'll stop there before we go to the end. How did you feel about that whole reunion? Um, I thought the reunion is what it was. I think Nick um, loves, he loves June, but he's more, I kind of hate to, uh, you know, present it like this. He's more, he's more rational about the situation. Like he, I think Nick is absolutely capable of saying June, that's it. Can't do it. I want to disagree. Only reason being is because if he was, that in that place, he wouldn't be hiding from her that he's married. Well, that, that's not that's only because he, he 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 like I said, he still cares about her. But if you real with somebody, like you know, that's a part of caring to me. It's I'm, being totally, you know, honest. So when you make the statement saying that he's capable of doing that, I don't think so. Because a person that's capable of doing that, he would have been like, "Hey, John, you know." Where we live, you know what it is. You're here with your husband. Right, but at that point, I'm, I'm married. Sorry. Well, at that point in time, at this point in time, when they met in this episode, that decision isn't a thing that needs to be made right then. So right now, he's doing his best to live in both sides while he still can. But I think when push comes to shove, because essentially he wants June to be safe and free. So that means him no longer being in a romantic involvement with her. He would do that and and be great at it. Well, I think he's going to have to make that choice because the way Joan is acting, when that choice has to be made, I really see her picking Nick over Luke. I think. And that's going to be drama because he's She is going. I think this whole she's uh, she's uh, like. That particular relationship was bred under duress and in a very stressful environment. I think the further and further away she gets from that environment, a stressful time, that bond, the connection made over that will dissipate. You know what I mean? Because she loves Luke. She just doesn't know how to be June before Gilead again because she's been June in Gilead for so long. That's true, but the way that the story is going and the draw out of as you know, like Hannah ain't coming no time soon. It, if she does, what what is left, right? Right. Um, there's no show after that, right? Um, what for me is not <laughs> Hannah's not coming on time soon, so they're gonna draw that out. So she is still gonna be in between time. You know what I mean? That that feeling is still going to be there, and that was just very apparent on her ride home. Like she was giddy and like just a super excitement. Um, but I think that what just came into my mind. I think another reason, another reason why her excitement is different with Nick is because she doesn't have the guilt that she has in her relationship with Luke, with her not being able to free Hannah. Right. Um, and where, that's, I think that's the major issue more yeah. than so she don't love him no more no, no right um, 
she's ashamed because she's ashamed to tell him like she just told him about their last meeting mm-hmm. and he's so rational he's like none of this is your fault so why are you so upset about it right. but it's like the mother guilt like mm-hmm. but with her and Nick's situation it's great because she has their baby together you know what I mean so I can see that different dynamic mm-hmm. um let's move to the water first okay that whole storyline so it's twofold right um the first is um First of all, I don't know what kind of jail setup they, <laughs> but they are living the life. They're they're, they're, uh, uh, they're it's like a holding cell. Political prisoners, you yeah, know, some um, sense. So it's not jail per se, but it's like they're, they're not free, right. of, you know, to go as and do as they please. So Mrs. Waterford had they sent guests, and she had a visitor from Gilead, and from that conversation, the lady was like, "We'll take your baby." <laughs> if you know, like if. And she was just like, no, like it was just weird because she was kind of like forcing it. Super like, vibe. super weird vibe. Right, super weird vibe. Like, so that put her on alert. Like, something is going on in Gilead that mm-hmm. we don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, they're plotting. Like, she's making it seem like we're welcome with open arms. Right. When we get back, they're going to persecute us and they're going to take yeah. our kids. Yeah, they make her handmade. Right, and, and do the things. Um. So, they're, that's their, but in, a reaction to Mr. Waterford finding out that information, he decided to come clean or to give up information about the inner workings of Gilead mm-hmm. for his freedom, so to speak. And they agreed. Um, June was made privy of this information and she had another psychotic break um, with the government officials saying, you know, and he's basically like, Sometimes you gotta let a big fish go to catch bigger fish. Right. Um, but she's in that emotion. That's just how of, that works. You gotta get it done to get it done. You know right. I mean? But she's in that emotion of like, you. He did this to me, so he, he should never do that. You used me. This was your plan all along. I don't think that's their plan we, all along. That's my whole thing. Um, y- y'all used each other. Right. Because you, you also used him. Right. Um, <laughs> that goes this is back to like it's okay for one side to do it yeah. but on the other yeah. side there's issues right yeah, ain't no fun. yeah so um, she's very upset about that um, that he's gonna go free I don't think it's gonna be that easy I think something is gonna happen where it's not that easy for him to just say okay this is what's up with you yeah we're out I don't think it's gonna be that easy um, what is it gonna be I don't know how did you feel about the whole dynamic or that decision being made? Well, I think they came to a very uh, swift conclusion, which I think is the right conclusion, is that if, let's say, everything goes to how it's supposed to go and they end up being free and back in Gilead, Serena, Mrs. Waterford, she, she's going to be persecuted in some way, you know, made a handmaid or to the colonies um, or executed because essentially she kind of committed treason in a way um but mr waterford uh he might just be back <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what i'm saying because he didn't do that they were doing anything wrong they was going on a trip you know just you know and she tricked him so he might be good actually yeah but i think the game will change because she's carrying their child and this is something they both wanted right. to have their own. So I think he was sacrificed. Um, right. So it, it's kind of like they get, they're get put back in a spot. You know, if you go back to that flashback, 
before Gilead became what it was, how they were partners and she had a book. He was like, yeah, write a book. You wrote one before, do it again. So they was kind of in that mode. Right. You know what I mean? Well, I, thought right. it was, I thought that was an interesting dynamic because, you know, they've been so far apart, even from the first it's, uh, it's, seasons. It's you know what I mean? Business. You know it's what I'm business. saying? I mean, most With of mutual, when you have mutual, a mutual goal, a mutual likeness. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be, to be real, any relationship, especially in marriage, is a business. Mm-hmm. There's a business component to it. Right. Especially when you have mutual, uh, plans or commodities or property or whatever. Right. Their mutual thing is this kid that they both outside of their dislike for each other or disdain, they both want a child together. Period. This business before Gilead. Mm-hmm. It's happened. So now we need to make moves to make sure this is secure. You know what I mean? Right. She tried to make moves alone. She wasn't gonna tell him. Of course the Martha told so they changed the game. Um, and she realized, I, hey, she realized this is a business. I need you just as much as you need me for us both to get up out of here. Um, so I um, definitely think that's the move to play. I just, I, I, we all know it's not going to be that easy. And it's kind of like, I wish they wouldn't drag this story. <laughs> like, what? what is it? What's the end? Right. It's, it's, you know, it's classic stuff, you know, in these shows. Um, excuse me. Every episode, you know, there's a A story, B right. story, and a C story. Of course. Um, yes. most of the episodes gonna comprise of the A and B story, and the C story may get sprinkled in. So, you know, June's is a A story, the water is the B story. Um, but yeah, they do what they do. You know what I mean? Um, and so, you know, the government guy. Comes in, relays the message, and June comes with the, comes to terms with information that the Waterfords or Fred Waterford became an informant for the Canadian government. So she has a very calm reaction at first, or it seemed calm, but then it you know goes and turns into something else, and then she basically chases the uh, the guy outside. And be like, yo, bro, this man did this to me, did this to me, did that to me, did this to everybody else. If you let him go off scot-free, I will kill you. Right, like straight up threatening him. And I don't think that's going to be taken lightly. Right, and it's also, to me, like I said, I'm not, it's hard for me to root for her now. She's she she's like she's like on a rampage to make people hurt just as much as I guess she was hurt, which when you say in real life happens, but not on this level. You know what I'm saying? But not to her defense, but to the defense of her actions, mm-hmm. she has been going scot free. For the whole show. What do you mean? Meaning she's had no consequences. Like, not major in the way that other people have, mm-hmm. i.e. death. Right? right, right. So she, I feel like she has some type of, and then, you know, she's seen as a martyr, even in Canada. You let the kids free, da, da, da. So I think she has some type of entitlement or some mm-hmm. type of, like, uh, she can say and move how she wants to. I'm Jill, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I can move the way I want to. You know, what y'all gonna do, y'all need me kind of thing. 
but I think she meant her match um, because I don't think we found out who exactly he is in the total of his totality of his reach. Right. <laughs> and so I think uh, she's met her match um, in that. But I do want to, speaking of stories, hit really quick the C story with Janine. And we see the reoccurring, um, what's that girl? Um, what's her name? Esther? Is it Esther? Mm-hmm. The little girl who was, um, who killed the, um, her husband, her commander, really, rather. No, the other commander, I think she, she killed. Or did she kill both? You remember they were in the killed bar? Somebody. She killed right, somebody. Right, right, right. right. Well, she was poisoning her husband, which right, was the she commander. Right, she poisoned her husband. And she also killed the other commander or whoever who raped, raped her. Right, right. Um, he might have been like an eye. You know what I'm saying? Something yeah. Like um, I thought that it was very interesting the way that um, Lydia feels empowered with Janine there. I think. It's like, this is my, like, right. my. I also think some guilt is penetrating that cold, black fucking heart of hers. Right, because she don't want to let Janine go and right. not be able to control or protect her or whatever the case may be. Right, right. Um, and so I just, I f- I'm happy to see Janine back. I mean, you know, she's a good character. I always like their character. I think Janine, um, I, I don't, I got, she has a, she, like, in the story, she has to be put on a posting, essentially, right? Soon. She can't just stay around the, the Red Center for, for long. So... I'm hoping somehow she segues into just so she doesn't have to suffer on that level anymore. Like some way she finagles her way in the story to like Aunt Hood or something like that. That would be dope. You know what I mean? And just see what happens from that aspect. And then. And I think that kind of foreshadowed that. And then what I'm thinking is maybe somehow that's how June. Get to get to uh and get Hannah, you know what I mean? Yeah, that somehow would be, through that you know connection. That would be brilliant. That would be really dope. I would be. I would have my faith would be restored. Right. I really think our lady, our is going to turn coat and, and, and realize what the fuck's going on and, and do some work. You know, some damage. You know what I mean? Or I could see her uh helping, maybe. That's what I mean. Like helping. Oh, her. like helping with yeah. yeah. Um, I really don't mean whatever. It's too late for her. I uh, rather see well, you well, save the day. Right, right, right. I think it might be them together. Is what I'm, what I'm, is what I'm yeah. getting at because her power is only going to extend as and far the fact as that she listened to Janine. Yeah, that was powerful too. Yeah, she been like, I mean, it's, you know, she while she is a uh, you know, uh, cold hearted, soulless individual, she has had her struggles, and you know, at certain points, she can. I guess feel a bit, you know, sorry for her and you know yeah. what she's what she's going through, especially a backstory. I definitely feel for her on her on her backstory oh, about yeah, what she went sure. through. Um, so I think she she it's not too late for her redemption. Absolutely not. She doesn't have she hasn't like she doesn't have any sick murders under her belt or anything like that. She just simply, you she know, doing her job. Yeah, and she believes so hardly in what she's doing. Yeah, doing her job. Even though it may be you know fucking you know bad shit you know crazy and what have you, but she definitely believes in that. Yeah, so, I mean, of course, I'll leave to next week just to see how it plays out. Um, season almost over, I think. Uh, I don't know if it's 10 episodes or 12 episodes this season, but it's usually like. Hmm? We're close to a finale. Yeah, episode 9 was uh, yesterday, right? Um, but yeah, um, 
Yeah, June first. Um, I'm, I'm like, it's like, it's that drunkness, you know, that that power, um, because of she did what she did, like, cause like she's done phenomenal things, right? Got those kids out, you know, she stood up to them. She basically, you know, gave people hope, but she also on that same path made people despise her. You know what I'm saying? Right. And fear Literally by doing the same thing for people that love her. You know what I mean? Right. So it's weird. But I do think this PTSD trip, I think she has to get over quick for me because I feel like it's too overboard. Like, you can be, you can go through that stuff, but you're not going to tell the government if you're going to kill them. You know what I mean? Because that happens in real life. Your ass is in jail. We don't care if what, <laughs> you, 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 what you've been through. You right. know what I'm saying? We, you're going to psych war. You're going what to jail. You did, we benefited from already. You know um, what I mean? And it's like, they use each other. She's like, you use me. Like, like I told you before, like, if you can't be used, you're useless. You know what I'm saying? You just got to make sure you're not being misused. So, of course, he used you. That's his job, to use people and things. You get the job, he got done. You use him to get Nick over the border. You, you use him for uh, you're, you're sanctuary. You know what right. I'm saying? Because they <laughs> take your ass right home back. You know what I'm saying? Right. So just standing third, so just you need to chill and stop being so, for lack of a better term, emotional. Yeah. But if you allow me to say. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll see how it pan out. Right. We'll, we'll be there for it. You know it, you know it, you know it. You know, that's if a uh, handmaid's going to talk that shit to death. Um, I do, you know, before we get out of here, uh, Quiet Place, A Quiet Place 2 came out. Who knows? A week ago, two weeks ago. Um, we saw it the other day. We both seen the first episode. I'm seeing the first movie. Apologies. Um, just kind of, you know, give me, you know, initial thoughts. So, like, how do you feel about the film? Do you think it's better than the first one? Do you think the first one was better? So, just you know, let me know how you feel about the movie. I hands down think the second one was much better. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel that way about a lot of sequels. Okay. Um, because it's kind of like, I will say this. With this type of movie, it's like, what else can you do? Like, there is no other besides tell us who these people are or things are from or whatever. Um, I think we was listening to uh, where uh, uh, a critic said, but it doesn't matter. Like, I really don't care where they're from. The point is that they're here. Um, and so, like, what else could you do? I, mean, I, I, I can push back on that. Um
oh, this person I hear so clearly died. Right. That kind of thing. Right. Um, uh, I offer just straight shop value. Like, I jumped a lot, which I really didn't do in the first movie at all. Mm. It was just like, ooh, ooh, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, the cinematography was cool. Um, I like how they brought characters together um, in that regard. Um, I think it was a really good movie. I'm I'm looking forward to like the next one. I feel like with it being such a um, that's the thing though. Like, where does it go? Right, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see where this would go either. To be honest, I actually um, saw like space knew, for a second. One. Absolutely, like we knew. Um, we knew he was looking at for looking at somebody like there were other people out there based mm-hmm. on the little light theory. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason, but I didn't see it going like I didn't see it going where it went. Um, so I think that the writers are very creative in that. Um, I could see it going different places. I could see, of course, then relocating to the island. That would be smart, just because mm-hmm. it's surrounded by water. Um, I. I can hear them instead of playing a song on the radio, like having a whole radio situation. Um, because of the radio situation thing, it could be like you're telling people, hey, you know, put this sound, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Um, but I see communities coming together. Um, in that way, what would be the shock element of it anymore? I don't know, because it's kind of like we know that if you make a noise, they're coming. Right. What else, you know, what else so you know? so at least because now they know how to defeat them. Well, at least that group knows how to defeat them. So, um, like this, like with what you back to your point of saying we don't even, we don't need to know where and who they came from. I think we 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 don't need to know it, but I also think if we did, it wouldn't somehow destroy um, what happened with the other two films. I do think with that, if we tell that story, it becomes. It turns from like a um, suspense horror to like a sci-fi horror, just because we've seen their side. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's that's potential ships, planetary stuff. You know, mm-hmm. in, in space and things like that. So that's that's one thing. But I do think, as far as this movie is concerned, I thought that what stuck out to me was story. The story was very was was very good. Um, some of the uh, like some of the things that happened in the movie, I could see coming, as far as like you know when the uh, the kid is trying to shoot uh, the, the the gun and kill one of them, and at the last minute, oh boy, comes and saves her. Oh yeah, of course, like those stuff like that you can see him. But yeah. I think the story as a whole was very was very good. Um, it's very lean, no fluff. Like it's it's you in and you're out. It may have been an hour and thirty minutes, you know, as far as like runtime. I thought that was dope. We didn't. It, it didn't feel too. Sh- it didn't feel too short. It didn't feel too long. So I thought that was dope. Um, I thought. Um, I really thought it was just very compact, and and and, and well done and put together. Um, and to me, it's better than the first one. 